0: This morning from Mark, chapter 5, beginning in verse 24b, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years. She had endured much under many physicians and had spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak, for she said, if I but Touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her hemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, Knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him, and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well, go in peace and be healed of your disease. This is the word of God for the people of God. years ago there was a united methodist camp called dynamite it stood for directors of youth ministry training enterprise it was a week-long experience at one of our campgrounds where men and women were invited to come and study the best practices of youth ministry i was just in my early 20s still in college but already working in united methodist churches on weekends and evenings over the summers So I had become a part of that camp. This particular year, I was on the leadership team. We had the whole week planned out. And then after the very first worship service, the first day, one of the participants, a young man, came to some of the pastors who had led the service and said, I want you to do a healing service for me. I am losing my hearing, and I've been reading... Some of the Bible stories, like the one we just read, I think if you all gathered and prayed for me, I would be cured. The pastors were a little hesitant. That wasn't part of the plan or the curriculum. But they talked among themselves and decided they could do that. They could plan a service. And they would invite the leadership team and the pastors that were there to come and pray for this man. So about midweek, folks gathered in the chapel, We read scripture. Some pastors said prayers. We sang some hymns. Then some pastors laid hands on the young man and prayed. They anointed him with oil. Tears were shed. Pain was bared. The body of Christ was alive and at work in that chapel. The man was surrounded by love. And yet he walked out of the chapel... And his hearing was not improved. Oh, murmurs went through the camp about what that was all about. By the last day in the final worship experience, this young man stood up and he said, I want to tell you what has happened to me this week. I had felt betrayed by God as I began to lose my hearing and think I'm probably going to lose my job and lose my livelihood And I came to this camp broken, hoping that I would be cured. He said, you know, I still don't hear any better. I have not been cured, but I have been healed. He said, I have felt so loved by this community and the pastors who were willing to pray for me and all of you that were concerned about me that... Inside, I feel I've been healed, that I've been reconnected with God's Spirit. I not only felt surrounded by your love, but I felt reconnected and surrounded and supported by the very love of God. It is important we note the difference of which he spoke that day between being healed and being cured. Did you know the United Methodists have a book of worship? It's about as thick as a Bible. There's lots of different services in there. Several of them are services of healing. But there's some words in the introduction that I want you to hear. It reads like this. The church's healing ministry in no way detracts from the gifts God gives through medicine and psychotherapy. It is no substitute for either medicine or the proper care of one's health. God does not promise that we shall be spared suffering, but does promise to be with us in our suffering. Likewise, God does not promise that we will be cured of all illnesses, and we all must face the inevitability of death. A service of healing is not necessarily a service of curing. But it provides an atmosphere in which healing can happen. The greatest healing of all is the reunion or reconciliation of a human being with God. When this happens, physical healing sometimes occurs. Mental and emotional balance is often restored. Spiritual health is enhanced and relationships are healed. For the Christian, the basic purpose of spiritual healing is to renew and strengthen one's relationship with the living Christ. There again, you can hear the distinction between curing and healing. And I think this description can help us distinguish the nuances in this story today from Mark. Let's look at this text again. There is a physical healing described here. Mark tells us that this woman really does need help. She's working her way through the crowd. She's trying to find Jesus. She finally gets close enough to stretch out and reach out and touch His clothing. And then in verse 29, Mark records immediately her hemorrhage stopped and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. It is a dramatic moment for her, for Jesus, for us as we read it. But we should not let the drama of that part of the story distract us from the fuller message that I think Mark is sharing with us in this text. I think verse 34 helps us more. This is when Jesus is speaking. He says, daughter, your faith is... Has made you well, go in peace and be healed of your disease. Today, if we examine each phrase of what Jesus is saying in that last verse, I think we will end up with a more complete understanding of healing and faith. I think he's referring to three kinds of healing in that last verse. I want to look at those briefly, each one of those with you for a moment. In the first phrase, in verse 34, daughter, your faith has made you well. In the Greek, there is one word, sozo, S O Z O, that is translated for us, made you well. But sometimes, as you read through the Christian scriptures, you find sozo, and it's translated as saved. Depending on the context of the passage, It can also be translated as saved. It has the spiritual connotation of reconnecting with God. So you could translate what we have here in verse 34. Your faith has saved you, has made you whole, has made you well. I think the connotation that we can receive here once we understand the broader meaning of the word is that The first thing that happens here is a spiritual healing. In Jesus' eye, the first thing that happened is that she's been made well. She has been saved. There's a spiritual healing going on inside of her. But then right after that, he says, go in peace. Again, a quick word study can help us. You remember the Hebrew word for peace? Shalom. I'm sure you've heard Dr. Biggs talk about that if you've been here very long about what that word means. It means more than just an absence of conflict or a happy, calm feeling inside. Shalom means everything one needs for wholeness and fullness of life. So when Jesus says, go in peace, he's saying more than we might have first heard. One of the Bible scholars I read this week talks about what it would mean for this woman to be dealing with a hemorrhage or a flow of blood for 12 years. He said, you know, that would make her ritually unclean. And if ritually unclean, then all of her family, all of her friends, all of her neighbors, all of her acquaintances, all of the people in the synagogue would have kept her at arm's length. She would have been an outcast among all the people that we normally would associate with. Twelve years. Outcast. Isolated. In a sense, all alone. Without those relationships that enrich our lives, that really make up the fabric of our living. But So when Jesus is healing her, all of a sudden these people can welcome her again. She can be welcomed back into her place of worship, back into her family. She can have friendships again just like anyone else would. She would be back to normal. You know, sometimes normal can be a miracle. Back to normal can mean she can come and go in peace. And then in the last part of verse 34 jesus says and be healed of your disease so there's been a spiritual healing i would suggest and then a relationship healing and then finally we get to this last part and be healed of your disease and i think this is where in this story we get to the cure where she is physically healed if we examine all of the physical healing stories throughout the christian scriptures What we find is that sometimes faith leads to the cure, but sometimes it does not. In some of these stories we read, faith is mentioned as the agent that creates the ability for Jesus to heal. Other times, faith is not mentioned at all. Sometimes someone is said to be healed, and they're physically cured, but not every time. Sometimes it's the faith of the person, other times it's the faith of someone else. If you read in Mark right here where we are just before and just after, there's a two-part story. In that story, it's also a healing, a young daughter of a man. It doesn't mention anything about the daughter's faith. It says the father's faith. Jesus says to the father, you believe. And then a healing occurs. When we look at the fuller biblical witness, we see all kinds of stories, not just a single kind told to us. Lori Keeler tells us about compost in her book, Gardening Mercies. She says, you know, compost is nothing new. Hundreds of years ago, people recognized that sometimes things would just sprout out of a pile of rotting wood or leaves, that things sometimes grow really well when there's manure and Rotten vegetation in a pile and they began to use that to grow better plants She said, you know what happens is when that material comes together Heat begins to build up as it breaks down and the heat speeds up the Decomposition and reduces all the stuff that was in the pile until finally it's unrecognizable But she says it becomes a kind of what she calls loam. And she says it's a perfect supplement. If you want to grow something, add some of that compost, some of that loam, and it's a perfect supplement for growth. She says our lives can be like that too. She says it's interesting that sometimes God allows the heat to turn up in our lives. And it reduces us in some ways where God can use us more effectively, where we might be able to see God working more clearly. She says she thinks the difference of whether or not we can discern God at work in our lives when things get hot, when things get difficult, is whether or not we're turning toward God or away from God, whether we're fighting this or saying yes to God. I want to read just a few sentences of what she wrote when she's discusses this she says when we say yes to God's allowing the nasty situations of life yes to God's authority to use even our worst sins yes to God's sovereignty and power to work out the situation for good we find something new and beautiful growing in our hearts the character of Jesus Christ Saying yes to being thrown onto the compost pile simply means that you're about to receive a huge dose of fertilizer. It doesn't always feel so great. It probably won't smell wonderful. But you have the promise of growth and all things working for your good. And then she concludes this. Yes, the tough times in our lives, our worst struggles with our flesh, all our mistakes are our fertilizer, our compost. It is what God uses to help us grow to be more like Jesus Christ. So let us take a lesson From this woman and our story from Mark today and move toward Christ in our quest for healing. Mark says that she had tried about everything and then she heard about Jesus and she moved toward him. And even though there was a crowd making it difficult, she persevered and worked her way through the crowd until she could stretch out and touch his clothing. And when she did, she was healed, Mark tells us. And then Jesus looks around because Mark says he felt the power leave him. And he wants to know who touched him. And his disciples say, we're never going to know too many people. But the woman realizing that Jesus is looking for her has the courage to step forward. And Mark says the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. I don't think it's too strong to say that the woman was a new creation in Christ that day. May it be so for each of us on this very day. Amen. And thanks be to God.